You're listening to Milwaukee Mafia, your podcast dose of Wisconsin Mafia and true crime history. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Milwaukee Mafia Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Gavin. Gavin, we're back again after a long, long break. Yes. What do you got for us today? Oh man, so you were on a long break. People listening don't know because... The magic of podcasts, like it's we're consistent. But you were uh, traveling through the South for a while there. Yes, uh, we're here. I've got I've got a genealogy episode. Which right off the bat, let me clarify, it's gonna be cool. Okay. <laughs> so if that's if that's if that if me saying that scares you, don't. This is gonna be awesome. You're gonna be like, wow. If that's if that's like, oh, this is this one's not for me. No, no, no. Stay tuned. This is this is going to rock your world. Let me tell you, this is cool. I, I think you might be overselling it. I am just not slightly. I am not because I think this is this is you're going to be like, wow. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, were still in the early 1960s. We're pretty much going to be there for a while. I mean, forever. <laughs> and. uh at the time that that Frank Balistrieri is about to become boss, up through the first couple of years where he is the boss, he brings over a couple guys from Kansas City. I mean, I don't know how this was worked out. He's like, "Hey, I need some new guys to come into Milwaukee, kind of put put the put the fear into people." So he gets people from Kansas City to come over, and uh, I want to talk about those. Uh, those two guys, but I'm going to do it in a, a very roundabout way because we're going to talk about uh, family history here and how this plays into these guys coming over. All right? Okay. All right. I don't know of another example, and there may be one, but I don't know of another example where two cities have mafia families with such strong family links i'm not aware of it as much as milwaukee and kansas city interesting and milwaukee does not have this with detroit it doesn't even have this with chicago it's just not a thing there are you know there's some links there's cousins everywhere Mm -hmm. so there's some but not like this this is ridiculous really yeah uh so there's one there's one branch of the uh the uh, Kansas City Mafia, where their last name is Balistrieri. And I'm going to, I don't know if it's going to be, if they say it the same way I'm saying it, but I'm going to do this for emphasis. Their last name is Balistrieri, whereas in Milwaukee it's Balistrieri. Okay? But it's probably just a pronunciation thing? Right. There's a slight spelling difference, but if you go back far enough, it, it's the same family. Like okay. it's, it's distant. It's distant, but they are the same. There's just if across the board, there's like five different spellings of this name. That just happens. Mm-hmm. They are, if you go back far enough, the same family. By the time the one group gets to Kansas City, it's Balistrieri, and in Milwaukee, it's Balistrieri. Okay. Okay. All right. We're primarily focused on two brothers. One. Whose name is Frank? Because we got to keep this. <laughs> yeah, I got to keep this confusing. <laughs> you know. Uh, so there's there's Frank Balistrieri, who I don't know uh, was a mafia guy, but I suspect that he probably was based on the fact that his 
Um, his children were heavily involved. And another guy named James. And James definitely was. James is even considered by some to have been the leader in Kansas City for a while. And I am by no means an expert on Kansas City, so somebody could say that's very wrong. Some sources do say that he was a pretty top guy. Mm -hmm. All right. Frank, the brother Frank, um, he's got a handful of kids. One of them is Vito Balistrieri. All right. No, that is just weird, too. Yeah. Because Vito Guardalabene. Well, the these, are, these are just common names. Yeah. <laughs> these are just common names. He's got that. Here's kind of like the odd things about this, right? So Vito, who is the son of one of these Kansas City guys, he marries Rose Balistrieri of Milwaukee, who is an aunt of our Frank Balistrieri. Okay. All right. This is, I know this is going to get super confusing, but just, just go with me on this. All right. So there's that. There's a daughter. This is Vito's sister. There's a daughter named Catherine Balistrieri of Kansas City. She marries John Pichero of Milwaukee, who is Frank Balistri our Frank Balistrieri's uncle. All right. Okay. Okay. Still coming with me here? Yeah. All right. Uh, there's another mob guy in Kansas City named Jimmy Balistrieri, who for a while comes to Milwaukee and works in gambling in Milwaukee. There's another daughter, Anna Balistrieri, who she marries a Kansas City mob guy named John Moley. There's Buster Balistrieri in Kansas City, who he's one of the two guys I was talking about who comes to Milwaukee, that Frank, our Frank, brings into Milwaukee to kind of put the fear into people. Mm -hmm. The other guy that comes over is Buster's brother-in-law, a man named Joe Guerrera. They're not technically, I don't think they're brother-in-law. They refer to each other as brother-in-laws. They are married to sisters. Okay. To, to me, that's not a brother-in-law, but they that's how they call it themselves. Okay. Those are the two guys that come over. This is just, this just keeps going. Another another sister here, sister of Buster, Vito, Jimmy, Anna, Catherine, all these people who have these marriage ties to Milwaukee. Another sibling is Mary Balistrieri of Kansas City, who marries Peter Balistrieri of Milwaukee, who is Frank's brother. Okay. So we've got this entire family of siblings who are married to Frank's brother, uncle, aunt. There's the links are just ridiculous here. Right. Okay. So can I ask a question about this then? Yeah. So if these links are tied so tightly together, is there do we see a lot of connection between like did the Milwaukee Mafia and the Kansas City Mafia? work hand in hand on a lot of things or is there really no evidence of that it just seems to be like they just were marrying each other primarily just marrying each other and and that's kind of the weird thing about this is in the mafia world like marriages are largely arranged like so like this isn't like a coincidence 
Okay. The, these these marriages were probably at least half of them are probably decided. It wasn't like they were all coincidentally like, oh, I'm going to marry another member of the family. So this was this was kind of set up that way. And the reason for that is similar to the way like the royal family used to do things. It's like, hey, if you if I have children and you have children and we're both mafia guys, if our kids are married to each other, that will bring us closer together, right? Mm -hmm. Because in the mafia, it's very important to have those strong blood and marriage links. Um, if for no other reason, then you're less likely to turn somebody in if you're, you know, their family. So there's that, yeah. But there isn't a strong amount of like where there is some. I mean, going forward, Kansas City will pop up again and again. But it's like always really dumb things. Like like if Frank needs a new car, he'll go to Kansas City and he'll get a car from somebody there. There aren't like major crimes where they're working together. It, it isn't as strong as you would think based on how much there's this overlap. And and there is nothing like where a, I'm going to screw this up, but a balustrere from Kansas City mm. moved up to Milwaukee and started the balustrere family. It was more like maybe two brothers came from Italy, settled, one settled in Milwaukee and one settled in Kansas City. Basic, right? Basically, yeah. So there's not really a connection between the family. Like, obviously, they're v related. Yeah. But they, it's not like they would have known each other because one would have spent their entire life in Milwaukee. The others would have spent their entire life in Kansas. Right. I I think that they knew that they were, like, distantly related. And there is, like, because, okay, <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've talked about this, like, before. Like, a lot of the way it works is when people immigrate from... Sicily to America, like entire villages come to the same city. Mm -hmm. In the Milwaukee's case, the primary one we talk about is Santa Flavia. And Santa Flavia largely picked up and went to Milwaukee. So there is that overlap here, where even though this other branch went to Kansas City, they definitely have family members who've settled in Milwaukee, because Milwaukee was like the main place. Mm-hmm. The majority of people in Kansas City, of Sicilian Americans in Kansas City, um, did not come from Santa Flavia. So why this branch did, I don't know. Um, they definitely would have friends and, and family in Milwaukee. So it's not like completely random. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they were necessarily like buddies. Mm -hmm. uh, they could have been. There has to be some sort of link, though. Because but yeah, you but, would... like, but these, are, these aren't like... These aren't cousins. These are like fourth or fifth cousins. Yeah, and there have, but there has to be some sort of strong link because it would make so much. Even when you say that most of these are arranged marriages, mm -hmm. now that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it also to me makes more sense that they would arrange marriages with people from Chicago instead of people from Kansas City because while to us Kansas City isn't very far away. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that even in like the 60s, Kansas City was considered a much further distance than it is today to people because flying wasn't as prevalent and things like that. It sure. just wasn't easy to get there. So it just, it, it seems weird that they chose to go the path of Kansas City rather than Chicago. Unless Chicago's like, yeah, we're not going to arrange any marriages with 
you guys or something. Yeah, I mean, my my guess on that is just that Chicago doesn't have, or at least didn't have, the classic textbook mafia outlook. (laughs) That's true. Because there aren't a lot of family links in Chicago. I shouldn't say there aren't a lot. There are. It's not like super extended. It's common for there to be brothers or sons-in-laws or whatever, but not to the extent where everybody's related to everybody. Mm-hmm. And there, Chicago's more multi-ethnic. Like, yeah. Like, you can be Polish and they don't care. And they even had a, a Japanese guy run gambling for a while. Like, right. Like, the being Italian isn't as important to Chicago. Right. And I, I guess now that I hadn't thought of that, but now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense. Like, they kind of looked at it like, well, and maybe maybe to the little other mafias, Chicago wasn't really looked at as even a mafia because they were so much different than all the right. other mafias because of those reasons. Right. And they typically aren't referred to as that way. I mean, the actual name that everybody calls Chicago is the Chicago Outfit. That's mm-hmm. what they're called. You very rarely hear people say the Chicago Mafia. You could say that and you wouldn't be wrong, but it's not like what most people say. And when you say most people, I think most average people like me would say Mafia. Well, you, but anybody you, you, you that's might. knowledgeable in the Mafia calls it an outfit. Right, yeah. I mean, the, the news, the newspaper would call it the Chicago Outfit. Oh, I, do they? Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. not. I'm not aware of the newspaper ever saying the Chicago Mafia. Like, really? They, I'm sure it's happened for whatever reason. Like, Outfit is the name that stuck with them, um, and that probably goes all the way back to Capone. I mean, I'm guessing, right? Because he's kind of the guy who did this, where being Italian wasn't important, important. anymore. And the family wasn't as strong of a thing to him. I mean, his brothers were a little bit involved in prohibition, but not not really deep into crime. He had a son. His son wasn't involved in anything. He didn't seem to apparently see it as like a family business type thing. So I don't know. But yeah, so, so, so Kansas City. Yeah. And even like, so there's even one more. There's even one more case here where a balustrary... And Kansas City marries a cousin of our Frank Balistrieri. I mean, I guess that's about, I got, the reason I got all these papers here is because this is like my little family tree thing I printed out. But that's just basically the point I wanted to make is like, just this one family of like, whatever it is, eight kids, like six of the eight kids are like married into direct relatives of Frank Balistrieri. Like this is not coincidence there is some really strong links so when he needed guys to come over from kansas city to kind of like be like okay i'm shaking things up i'm bringing in some new guys we're gonna straighten it out and and primarily what he did at first was he got the bookies in line he wanted the bookies to know that he wasn't going to screw around anymore so he called up he probably had to call up the boss but whatever he got he got Buster to come over, and Buster brought his brother-in-law with him, and they came over for a few years. And it wasn't—they weren't there very long. It was like sixty-one through sixty-three. That's as long as they stayed. But it was long enough where they really shook things up and was like, "Yeah, a new guy's in charge here." Mm-hmm. That's interesting, and and I guess now that you, when you add the the uh, that he brought people in from Kansas City, now this story even makes more sense because obviously. 
maybe they weren't doing a lot of things together, mm-hmm. but they were very, they were obviously very tight knit because yeah. if he's going to call down there and ask them to send people up and they, they're willing to send people up, obviously they have quite a close relationship. Yeah. Because again, it, go, it goes back to the same thing where it makes a lot more sense to call Chicago and have them send people up right. because I, but obviously he chose Kansas city because he was much closer to that right. regime or whatever uh, 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 term you want to call it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I assume people listening to this know the very basic geography, like Milwaukee to Chicago is not that far. Yeah. Not far at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, but he doesn't call in a Chicago guy to get stuff done. Like they might call in a Chicago guy for a murder or something like just a one come in for the day and do something that might happen. But for something like this involved, yeah, he goes all the way to Kansas City, which is a bit of a hike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is that. And yeah, and they were always, they were always close families. There's always, anytime somebody gets married, even when it's not an arranged marriage, just regular marriage. I mean, big groups in Milwaukee are going to Kansas City, and Kansas City's coming to Milwaukee. Like, there's just that strong of a of an overlap between the two, where they're always at the, these functions and or you, funerals or you know anything like that. And do you think that that primarily is driven by the fact that these two Balistrieri families, Balistrieri yeah. and Balistrieri, <laughs> yeah, families settled? Do you think that's where that link is created, or? Or do you think it's just that that link was created before that, and it's just ironic that there's a balustrary in each family? I I think it's absolutely because of this distant connection, because I don't fully get it. People who have a better understanding of like Sicilian culture might get this better than I do. I still don't fully get it, but we've talked about this, like just how important your roots are from like, not just your country, but your village. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, just the fact, even though they're distant cousins, I think that just being from that same small town means something to them. Mm-hmm. So all the other people in Kansas, and there are many other mob guys in Kansas City who have no relation at all. I don't think they care. But this group does mm-hmm. because they've got that link. And it's stronger now because of the marriages and whatever. But I think those marriages occurred because they already had that cultural link that, oh, you're from that same small town. You know, your grandfather went to the same church my grandfather went to, you know, which sounds so silly, like if that's not part of your culture. But I think to them it was a big deal. And I I could just see it also happening where one of them, <laughs> one of these marriages happen. They bring let's let's just say a guy from Milwaukee marries a woman from Kansas City. Obviously, yeah. a woman from Kansas City is going to come up to Kansas City to live with her husband, right? And yes. then maybe down the road, I don't know how arranged marriages work, but maybe they decide, well, this guy now needs a wife, and they want to bring in somebody from outside. Yeah. So they go to that wife and say, hey. Do you know anybody down in Kansas City that, you know, would be interested in coming up and marrying him? And then it just kind of balloons from there and it just keeps happening. And then you end up with this big connection. 100% correct. Yes. Yes. So Um, Peter, our Frank's brother. So he marries the Kansas City cousin, girl, whatever. I don't know what (laughs) word you want to use. 
and yes, she does. You know, she moves to Milwaukee then. I think you're spot on there where that that strengthens it. Where now, you know, obviously every holiday, she's got her family in Kansas City. So there's going to be that crossover there. So just that one link creates more links. Links, and then just over a period of time, it just keeps happening. And then you somebody does a genealogy, and they look at this piece of paper, and they're like, "This is incredible." Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's not uncommon. I mean, it, whether it's mob stuff or just Sicilians in general, then I know we talked about that fairly recently. I don't remember if that was a regular episode or a or a Patreon episode, but I. I got to use my fancy word, my consanguinity, uh, which is, which is which means like you married close blood. That's what that means. And it's just, there's been entire studies done on how common that is in Italy. It's just part of how things work. And even today, still is it? Yes. Really a big I, thing? I think less so in the major cities, but like in rural areas, yeah, it's still. It's huge, huh? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, I culture changes from place to place just unbelievably. Yeah, you know it's 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 a mind blowing thing when you go see it and just see how different people live in different places. Like like how did this happen? But I mean, why wouldn't it happen? They're yeah. completely separate from you. They don't know what you're doing. You don't know what they're doing. So they just kind of figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. It works. Uh, I mean, I guess that's really all I got. Like we can talk more about. Buster and those other we could talk about more about them in the future. I really just wanted this to be like laying out how strong these links are. And as I said in the beginning, like, oh, you know, the people who think the genealogy stuff is boring, like, I get it. <laughs> like, I'm into it way more than the average person. I get it. But I but you gotta admit, this is freaking weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is, but as we've talked about it, it's become a, I can now like when you first said it, I'm like, wow, this is really weird. Yeah. But now that we've talked about it, I kind of can it's kind of clearing out like, okay, I can see how this would happen. Like a bunch of factors play into a, in effect, and I can see how it ends up this way. Yeah. Understanding that they're not shy about I mean, for all intents and purposes, marrying cousins. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one they're, part they're, of it. They're distant. I mean, they're very distant. Yeah. yeah. So, they're not, they're not really cousins. I mean, they are, but not in any sense that anybody would care. And, and one other thing that you talked about that I think also p- could play a huge role in this is, like you said, there seems to be a very big, strong connection. Like they were from this same, what, small city or town in, in Italy. Yeah. Like what, Santa Flavia or whatever. Yeah. Maybe it got to the point where people in Milwaukee, all the people from Santa Flavia were married or, mm. you know, like, were just so closely knit. They're like, yeah, you're not, I mean, you're not going to marry your brother. So they started <laughs> looking for another group of Santa Flavia people they could yeah. marry, cross married with because they wanted that connection to their home town. I mean, that's, town. that's fine. I don't know. I don't know exactly how this all worked out. Yeah. But there's so many variables that can make this happen. Yeah. That it's not actually that surprising. I mean, this is all this is all stuff that's like a hundred years ago. So I mean I I don't know if anybody knows exactly how these conversations happened and Mm. whatever, but you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if you did do deep research into like the New York mob Mm -hmm. if there was another area that kind of had that same sort of connection with them. Um in 
it, or in it, any mob. It, really. it happens. No, well, definitely some are more. I would say the smaller mafia families, it's much more common. No, it definitely happened in New York, too. I'm not going to be able to remember names off the top of my head right at this moment. I know there's instances where, like, the son of one mob boss in New York marries the niece of another mob boss in New York because New York's got five yeah. mobs. Um, so there is instances like that where to try to keep the different families kind of not fighting with each other, they do some of that. So yeah, it definitely happens everywhere. And maybe New York isn't the best example be- because they had five families. Yeah. They had a lot of people to work with there. <laughs> so they maybe it never spread past New York. But yeah, you do see that. Um, I'm much less familiar with New York. Um, the Bonanno family in New York. The majority of them, or at least a very large amount of them, did all come from the same village in Sicily. So it's it's a similar situation there. I don't know if the other four worked that same way, but I know they did, mm-hmm. where they pretty much came from the, the one same village. And whenever you hear that village's name, you can kind of assume if they're a mob person, oh, you're probably involved with the banana family. <laughs> like, that's like, that's how much these villages are tied to specific that's places. That's so crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, do you got anything else for this one, or should we just wrap her up? No, we just wrap it up. Like I just, like I said, really, all I wanted to get across this time was just how much the overlap is there, where somebody um, could be your wife, and then your wife's brother is also your uncle through marriage, yeah. and like it's when you really like chart it out. You can be related to somebody through marriage like three different ways, <laughs> and it's kind of weird, but. That's, I bet you if you looked at a genealogy chart, it would almost be humorous, the lines shooting or you know, yeah. like, that would be funny to see. All right. Well, with that, we can wrap this episode up, as always. Thanks, everybody, for tuning into this podcast. We do have a Patreon. You can find that at Milwaukee Mafia, or you can jump over directly to patreon.com slash Milwaukee Mafia. Uh, also, get over to the mailing list at MilwaukeeMafia.com, or you can find a link to it in the show notes. And Gavin, you got some contact info for him? Sure. If you want to email me, you can uh, go milwaukeemafia at gmail.com. That's pretty much the only way at this point because Eric runs the Facebook page now. <laughs> so uh, if you shoot it a message, uh, I mean, maybe he'll answer it, but I probably won't. So, Oh, maybe. So I should be monitoring the messages too then? Uh, if you <laughs> Seriously, just email. Just, <laughs> just email. But just we'll, use the email. We will clear out if you send, decide to send something through Facebook. It might just take a really long time. Yeah. So. Yeah, the email is the best way. I sometimes I take a day or two to check it, but I've I've gotten so much better about it. So really, just that's that's your best way to reach me directly and get a response. All right, and with that, we'll wrap this episode up. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next week with the new Patreon episode and in two weeks with the uh, regular Mafia episode. Thanks again for tuning in. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Milwaukee Mafia podcast. Join us next time for another look back at Wisconsin Mafia and true crime history.